Grace to you and peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Janet was a nice young lady. A very nice young lady. Some people had said that she got married a little bit early, but 20 wasn't that early. I mean, sure, she couldn't drink yet, but she loved her husband. And they had been married for some time, and she was happy. She had a good life. She lived in a nice community. I won't say it was gated, but it was a nice community. She went to church regularly. Sometimes her husband came with her, but not always. She wished he would come more, but he still came several times. No, Janet was doing okay. But what Janet would do when she would go to church, and she, part of the reason that she loved the church was that the, the pastor there, he, he'd give these messages, and he was so passionate about them. He would speak with such emphasis, and she loved it. It was a great community filled with a lot of people in, in very similar positions to hers, and they weren't exactly a hurting church. They, they weren't a mega church by, by any standard. But yet they were doing all right. They had a, a pretty decent children's ministry. Things tended to go well. But you see, the thing that Janet didn't want to ever mention was that she was actually struggling. See, she was struggling financially. That was part of her problem. She had come to believe that she shouldn't have anxiety, that she shouldn't have this worry, and that she needed so many things. And that ultimately, if she prayed hard enough, if she had enough faith, that God would give her those things. Would give her those things that she considered almost necessities of life. The neighborhood she was in, the area she was in. But her and her husband were up to their eyeballs in debt. Oh, it looked all nice on the outside. Oh, the community, the house, the car, all of it. But on the inside, they were barely holding their own. They were barely keeping up. You see, Janet had a problem. Janet, and really in a lot of ways, the church that she was going to, had some miscommunication about the text that stands before us today. Our gospel reading, not just this one though, there was actually several of them that they were kind of misusing and mislooking at. But today's is a great example. The gospel lesson that stands before us was all too often misinterpreted by Janet. You see, one of the things that Janet had done is she had taken certain things, things that were really luxury items. And in her mind, she had turned them into necessities. So no longer were these things considered in her mind, in her heart, to be things that were luxury items above and beyond. No, they were simply considered to be needs. If we're honest to ourselves, we at times do it on our own front. Let's face it, 30 years ago, nobody had a cell phone. Nobody. I remember growing up when I was about 10 years old, so about 30 years ago, thinking to myself that you had to be independently wealthy if you had a car phone. You guys remember that? Some of you guys remember that, right? 
You'd watch the movie, and the guy would pull out a car phone. you go, man, they must be wealthy. Who has a car phone? But yet now, everybody has a cell phone. And get this, kids, I, I don't, there's not too many of the kids, but kids, there was a time before everybody had AC. Even if it got to 104, you crammed yourself in the basement just hoping to get some relief. There was a time, but yet nowadays, when we look at these things, we consider them all necessities. We absolutely have to have them. At times, we do this shift where we take luxury items and we switch them over to necessities. In our text that stands before us, God does not promise us that we will have every luxurious item that we could ever imagine. That we could have our hopes and dreams on. That's not what this text is about. That's not what this text is saying. Roger knew that. Roger's another guy. He's from a different town, a different state, a different world than Janet. Oh, Roger had seen the dark side of the world. He knew how that went. And he didn't like it. Which is why he quit going to church. He thought it was all a bunch of gobbledygook anyway. People trying to tell them that they shouldn't have any anxiety or worry. The world was filled with worry in his eyes. His mind, people should worry constantly. There was a lot of things to worry about. A lot of dangers in the world. A lot of fiscal issues in the world. A lot of things going on. And all those well-meaning Christians that talked about not worrying, they needed to worry just as much as anybody. He had watched some of the news reports about the Middle East, about how they had rounded up Christians and even, even killed them. Oh yeah, Christians, all of them, they all needed to worry. They all needed to have a high dose of anxiety, that's for sure. That was Roger's impression. Roger's impression was not that if you were Christian, all your needs were done, but in fact, the polar opposite, they suffered just like everybody else. That's the way Roger thought. You see, and Roger, whenever he read a text like the one that stands before us today, he thought it was just more nonsense on a page. But you see, the problem that Roger was facing was actually similar to one that Janet was facing. He wasn't quite reading the text right. Do you really think, or do you really believe that the disciples had never seen a bird that went hungry? Or found a, a bird on the side of the road dead? Do you think that they really believed that there was no birds of the air that ever died ever? Or ever faced strife? No. And in fact, if that's what they believed or thought that, that what Jesus was saying, that would make his statements later on in the Gospel of Matthew completely contradictory. Where Jesus tells his disciples that the world will hate them because of him. No. That's not what Jesus is saying here either. He isn't saying that if we just have enough faith, we will be free from worry and anxiety. That's, that's not it either. That's not 
what Christ is telling His disciples. And then there's Sebastian. Sebastian, well, Sebastian was the oldest person he knew that was named Sebastian. And at 89 years old, he was a happy and content person. His legs had started to give out on him, and so his children decided it was time. He moved into a nursing home. Not the greatest nursing home either. He couldn't afford it. He couldn't afford a good one. So he went to the one that most people didn't want to go to. But at the same time, Sebastian was very content. He was very happy. As he looked back on all the the ins and outs of his life, all the ups and downs, he had a lot to be thankful for. He had a lot to rejoice in. Oh, there had been problems for sure. There had been troubles along the way. There had been anxieties. In fact, sometimes he would over, be overwhelmed with anxiety. He didn't like it when it happened, but sometimes he felt it was uncontrollable. But you see, there was a point in Sebastian's life where he felt like he had to make a choice. He couldn't go gallivanting around the world just trying to develop for himself all these material things and all of these worldly riches. He just couldn't do it. He couldn't do it and try to be a good father. He couldn't do it and try to be a good Christian. He had to make a choice. And he chose to follow God. It was the choice that he made. It didn't mean his life was without worry, but it certainly changed the perspective. He didn't worry if he didn't have the finest clothes. He didn't worry... He didn't worry if he didn't have all the nice things or the best car. He didn't worry about those things. And even when the going got tough, even when things got really, really rough for Sebastian, he always felt that even if the worst came the worst, he was still in the hands of God. He still had eternity to look forward to. He still had so many good things that were still coming. And so, yes, Sebastian loved his life. He loved the life that God had given to him. He loved all the things that God had graciously given to him. It didn't mean that he had a life without worry or without anxiety. But he had a life where the anxiety and the worry was placed where it should be. See, because Sebastian daily went to the Lord in prayer. And he tried to the best of his ability, and he's not perfect, but he tried to the best of his ability to place as much of that worry and as much of that anxiety into the hands of God. Some days he was successful. Some days he wasn't. But at the end of the day, no matter what, he knew that he was in the hands of God. In Jesus' name, amen.